earbuds? No, it's a kitty toy. And when kitties are good and don't poop on the floor, we play with them. But we don't play with bad kitties who poop on the floor. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> Kyle Style Podcast. This is the very first interview. Jerry, my good friend Jerry, came down out of the mountains, and we got some stuff to talk about. So uh, go over to redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash Kyle Style Design. Pick up some artwork or whatever. Go over to GoFundMe page. Throw me a couple of dollars. Uh, or don't. Either way, we're recording this thing, and you can listen to it if you want. So, my YouTube channel is Rockstar490, and my name is Jeremiah Shannon, and I'm excited to be here with you, Kyle. You're a good friend. Been a long time. We always catch up right quick. Indeed. Um, we talk about old friends, I mean, 1995? Yeah. Four, like, sixth or seventh grade? Like, I don't know, it's been, it's been a... a a journey it's it's been a good camaraderie too because we always just catch up yeah um so jerry's been living up in the mountains gold prospecting hanging out with dudes that don't have social security numbers and uh he's i guess moving on to a new thing now no more no more of that particular prospecting anyway it's been held off we need to get a bigger shovel man (laughs) <laughs> bigger shovel. more logistics sure. that were not foreseen but you know now you'll know more that's the deal so we were just talking about um uh well we were talking about ai's taking over the world and that's a hot topic lately and we were talking about uh well we were watching the video by the who was the doctor what's the doctor's name it was a guest from suspicious observers cons uh their the recent conference about uh, solar weather and how some mineral deficiencies in our diets have been paired with how much factory farming has reduced our minerals in our diets. What was the doctor's name, though? So Suspicious Observer is the YouTube channel that, of course, I've never heard of, but it has hundreds of thousands of followers. 290 currently. The the guest that we are hearing, the doctor, is Dr. A. Gunning, called Habitat Crisis. That's the... That's the video. Okay. Video. And I'll try to include that in the, uh, in the blog post and everything. So he's talking about the interconnection between mineral deposits in the soil and sugar in our bodies and retaining body fat and, like, the health crisis that comes from the fact that our... Well, our our food growing techniques are different than they were in the past, and that's why we're seeing all of these health problems that we didn't used to see, like the obesity and all of that. So what can happen is we can use a certain number of square acres still and just diversify whatever you're trying to grow because there's companion planting. You can do that even in a small little caterpillar hut that's 10 feet wide and 40 feet long. You could make your soil actually better by growing the right plants, and then Ro- within and a rotating year, them. Right. Well, companion planting them right in the same square oh, okay. feet. They like, complement each other. Yeah, you can grow beets and corn right next to each other. One needs the sunlight on the ground, and one needs the sunlight just way up tall. <laughs> so you're able to let their they're down below complement each other too because they have 
different needs from the soil and they give off different minerals as well. Well, so I've heard that that basically petrochemical farming, which is what we do now, mechanized farming and all the fertilizers and everything have made it so that we can produce all the food that feeds everybody and we're feeding way more people. There's more mouths to feed now than there used to be. And you have more people who have never set foot on a farm before. So all of our food is coming from this amped up chemical process. And that's how we're going to have to feed everybody. But if we're doing it, if the doctor in the video is right, then all we're doing is producing a bunch of unnutritious food that gives you diabetes. <laughs> so yeah, well, everybody's going to be fed, but they're all going to have diabetes. <laughs> his example was how many broccoli do you have to get for one uh, calcium basically in the 50s, 50s, and then 75, and then 90s. You had to eat like 15, and then you had to eat like 30. Mm -hmm. So same with the apples. So you're actually getting way more carbs from that and way more and sugars, sugars from yeah. that. And that old, like, food pyramid thing, it doesn't work anymore to get your nutrition because that was made actually way back then. No matter how much, like, breads they want to add at the end or how much right. sugar you think it works. Well, you're, and, getting, uh, you're getting sugar in your apples, dude. Right. You're getting sugar in your breads, man. Mm -hmm. That's why sugars are way at the top because that's just sugar. <laughs> what happens when you just have sugar? Right. You're getting, like three carbs and like way well, and so, lots of sugar. So the, the, the genetically modified organisms that we're using, the GMOs that we're using for food crops, because they've been genetically modified, they do have like a higher glycemic index than the natural wheats that people used to grow. Uh, you know, his example was that A wheat, super starch. Yeah, wheat is now short when it used to be really tall. And so like you get all these trade-offs when you try to turn the wheat into something else um yeah so you know something to be paranoid about uh that your food is just killing you and i went through this with uh our friend justin we kind of went paleo for uh six weeks maybe <laughs> uh, right. i like meats and starch <laughs> we, yeah we we tried it and i i will say we felt i we both felt better like you just generally feel like more energy but you also feel hungry all the time. Oh, bacon, eggs, and potatoes don't cut it, quite cut it. <laughs> yeah, it was like you just sort of always are looking forward to when you're going to eat next, but you do feel better. So, um, Well, peace of mind of feeling better can be nice. Right. But so just even, by diet. <laughs> so, but even trying to do that, like, you know, the it's sort of gluten-free, essentially. It's a huge pain in the ass, but even the chart that was in the doctor's video, it was like... You're not necessarily cutting out a lot of sugars. You're just trans. You're just switching to a different kind, right? Well, the idea with gluten-free is not wheat. That's the idea, right? So, all of the other gluten sources are just wheat. Damn it! So, how about go for the coconut flakes, or how about go for right? You know, even something higher on the glycemic index. I mean, it's showing you, and it's alarming that it's that high, but it's also right. a trade-off to not get gluten. Right, which turns into sugar. Uh, gluten. Right. Gluten actually attacks your intestinal walls right. at a certain point. So that's where you have bad stool issues, and that's where you absorb a lot of the big nutrients, too. And so. uh, 
what go was, for not wheat. <laughs> what was that book I was reading? Uh, Fast Food Nation is kind of it kind of covers this and there's been some stuff on this but uh over the years but it's like i don't know what to believe about food anymore because you can't like there's these government boards and fda and everything else and you don't know who lobbyists you know have have said grease palms yeah you know oh we well we want to make more money off sugar cane so make people you know say it's safe to have more sugar in everything so I can make more money off my sugar cane and then greasy politicians go, oh, okay, fine. And then they tell you, the government tells you it's okay to have this or that. And, you know, you got people, this was a thing that happened here. There was a little bit of a, a political scandal. They put it on the ballot to have, uh, to make it legal for people to buy things like soda and energy drinks with EBT money. Now, on the on basic principle i'd say no those are luxury goods yeah while at the same time whatever it's calories so you know if that's what you're gonna spend your ebt on then go for it you can Uh, go buy coffee at uh winco for ebt yeah well the caffeine is one thing you know buying coffee or whatever but you know all the sugar and the drinks and everything and then you look at the obesity problem uh i think it was rogan said that yeah. Like that, the that poor people are fat in this country. We like we we're one of the only societies in the history of the world where the poor are obese <laughs> because it, of what they're eating, not because they not not being skinny because they have no food. Sometimes it's improper nutrition, but sometimes it's just because of way mass overconsumption of sugary products, empty. Empty calories. Empty calories without any nutrition behind it. And a sed- and sedentary lifestyle. I mean, there's... I, I always go back to this. Everyone's always like, well, it's the chemtrails, man. And there's, like, poison there's, in the GMOs, man. And you're like... It's not the chemtrails yeah, making it's you fat. Four, <laughs> it's four hours of Netflix a day. That might be more of the problem, right? right? Inactivity. Right. Start doing weights during those. Twelve hours of video games a day and, you know... That probably has an effect too, but uh, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> right, go hiking. But so, <laughs> right, but uh, but so the paranoid observers channel. You said he does daily suspicious observers. Suspicious observers. Sorry, it's cool with the O. Uh, he is uh, he's been doing weather and space weather for three plus years that I've been watching, and. He just gives me a general overview of what happened in our planet the last day and what we're expecting as far as space weather because it does take a couple days to get to us. It generally takes one and a half to four days to get to us once it actually happens. And Well, it only happens in eight seconds of light and then however many to transfer. Right. But no, it's four and a half minutes, isn't it? Anyway... That happens a lot quicker than the space weather happens. So, right. well, if, if you have a solar storm around the sun, it's gonna take. Well, no, it's it's eight minutes. It's eight minutes for light to go from the sun to the Earth. I thought it was four and a half. No, I think it's eight. Eight. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's eight seconds. So, regardless of or eight us <laughs> not knowing the exact. Matter, yeah, no, I think it's eight. What minutes. I'm getting at is the particles travel a lot slower than the light travels. Yeah. So when you have an the X solar player, radiation, you get to right. see the X way faster than you actually get the the actual like corona the coronal mass ejection a cme which that, then that happens when the 
the actual magnetics, they loop and they cross and there was a plus and a minus and that built and it sometimes it loops. There's a thousand different ways you can right, do it. But right. if it crosses Well and then well and then it has to hit the earth and then the effect has to propagate through the atmosphere, maybe the ocean, maybe and then over the land where humans actually experience the the change well earth is actually such a small portion of what happens within our you know the whole just thing uh, just, just our get, solar system even yeah. it's big it's a big wave like yeah. particles are always well, coming from our sun to us yes so continuously how fast they're coming right. and what charge they have is pretty important because that can drive our weather because it's electrostatic that's how we have Flurries of snow, it's how we have dust devils, and it's how we have sandstorms. Right. Well, okay, so the the basic premise of the suspicious observers reporting is that these the sun activity is causing Earth instability. Earth, Earth the weather on Earth, but he was also saying like seismic activity is affected by this stuff. I don't know the science behind all that, but all those subscribers and caught up i mean someone might have done a silver bullet debunking of all this stuff but you know i'd have to dive into it it is interesting though because you know they show the the ocean patterns and they swirl it's probably fractal essentially like the swirlings of the different ocean temperatures probably reflects the swirling of the you know electromagnetic energy coming out of the sun there's probably a correlation between them and the Ocean temperatures create our weather. If the sun's energy changes the ocean's energy, that's going to change our weather patterns. Yes. Um, but I feel like we've been following the the sun's solar, you know, the the solar cycles and everything. For, I mean, I think Galileo looked at sunspots. Before then, did you, did you know that the Egyptians used dark glass to look at sunspots? No, I did not know that. Because you can look at a reflection at the ground yeah. without using your eyes, and then you just focus it from there like a reverse binocular sort of shit. Mm. You can see the sun if you get a big enough lens and shit. So did they do science on this in a sense themselves? Like, did they observe... That's the idea is that they observed the sunspots and then that meant they knew what the weather cycles were going to be or I think we've lost the records of how they did it and their science of it. We've only found that they did it, hmm. but they, they did have some sort of yeah. some, they had some means of, of doing it or they at least had the capability of doing it. Um, That's incredible. They used that a long time ago and they knew all about the sun and the stars. Like, what happened to that <laughs> 16 year old princess ruling some sort of slave culture i don't think so, I don't think so man i'm not saying they had jet planes and all of that but they figured out how to move big rocks that we can't do with our gas powered machines and helicopters so you're saying it was aliens no i think they just looked at the planet a different way somehow this is unfounded but i think i don't think we've found the right answer on it either speculate um so let's see so okay so you were talking about um so let's see we went full circle so uh sun's energy changing our weather that affects our crops that ties back into the food processing and the you know harvesting 
uh, cloud seeding, which we is real. It's one of the only things that lends credence to the chemtrail idea to me is that you can seed clouds with silver iodine or whatever and make rain, which has been done for agricultural reasons. Well, and it's they've done it in Dubai a bunch of times. They've made it rain in the middle of the desert. It's just make it's it's making a bunch of ice crystals and, and make the water I don't, con- I don't, condense on it. I don't think it's everyone, but I don't think they're putting like the aluminum boron thing in there yeah, either because yeah. boron is pretty common. You get it in multivitamins, but aluminum is a third of our Earth's crust, so they're just putting the earth crust back up there and falling it down right and if then we have an issue with this right if we had a like, if we had a major <laughs> problem with aluminum we would not be using aluminum cans for food and water i mean if it's in the air then that might lead to us having inhalation issues causing but Alzheimer's, that's like particulate but... to i mean well so that goes back to the the particulate thing because uh in that video with the doctor he was talking about uh or was it the suspicious observer was talking about the uh, climate change and the solar like sunspot cycles and how we're just in a cycle and this is another data point to me that makes me i, I hate to say uh, skeptical of the climate change thing but if they want to sell the climate change threat to people that stuff like that to me seems more likely to be influencing global temperatures and stuff like yeah. Yep. Like the sun is the powerhouse of the whole entire solar system. Yep. If it has a tiny change, that's going to affect us in a big way. Yep. The particulate pollution and and like water pollution is the angle people should approach taking on things like greenhouse gases and pollution. Because you're selling me on this idea that the whole ecosystem of the earth is going to fall apart. That's too abstract and I don't think anybody can actually prove that. I think you can prove that the air in Beijing sucks shit. <laughs> I've seen the pictures. <laughs> I think that if everyone in Beijing was to move away and stop all that bullshit, it would just disperse. And so what do you got to say about that? Right. It happens to be with the people. And if you want to be able to have a good amount of uh, ability for your body to deal with heavy metal toxins you need to start doing some sort of a cleanse and shit have that available at your local markets why don't you spend your your gas money worth on that a couple times a year i mean people are able to survive in amazing climates but they just have their peace of mind taken out somewhere like not saying you have to walk around with the mask on, but maybe you shouldn't live where you have to walk, walk around, around with the mask on. on. <laughs> it's a, I mean, there's, it's a, there's oceans out there, and you can get a houseboat. Right. The the it's basically then you just the, find a shoreline. <laughs> right. It's the it's the environment that you're living in for whatever reason caused by humans is telling you you shouldn't be here anymore if it kills you. Well, and then again, <laughs> I get back to you could spend a couple of your ducats on heavy metal reduction cleanse bullshit, which involves like lime juice apparently right man this is not complicated things (laughs) one and this is one of those things that i remember like when justin and i were doing our our paleo thing we we tried to dive in on this and figure out nutrition you're like what should i be eating and the answers are so unsatisfying it's like why do we not understand nutrition like we we don't know it sort of seems specific to every person like the nutrients and stuff that you need and the levels you need is going to be different than the next person. 
So it's almost like every individual person needs a nutritionist that does blood work on them and everything and yes. says, you're not getting enough iron and you might be getting the same amount of iron I'm getting. There's just some genetic component where you now have an iron deficiency, which is going to affect your your physical well-being, maybe your immune system. It's going to affect how sluggish you feel, how good you feel. And so, then your whole world becomes, do I feel like shit because my food doesn't have minerals in it? <laughs> see, that's the next million dollar thing is it's going to be a non-blood drop little scanner for your phone that says, hey, take mm. your multivitamin today. Right, right. Don't you want to not have cardiac arrest in 8.4 years? <laughs> right, right, right. Damn it, you don't know my future. <laughs> but, it, but it will, but it will. And, well, okay, so let's loop back to... Uh, no. <laughs> uh, let's loop back to... We were talking about AI to a Right here, bit. loop back to right here. <laughs> so we were talking about AI a little bit, too. So there's a thing, right? When your your smartphone connects to the cloud and it has your body scanner thing... And then an AI knows, there's an AI cloud thing, and it knows every human being's vital vi, vi, vital biometrics. It would be able to warn you, hey, you have a pulmonary embolism in your brain. Well, I just went to the doctor. The doctor is wrong. You have a pulmonary embolism. Yeah, so I you, can show so, you with yeah, your camera right, just with right. this different filter on and right. ran through a hex right, Put code. the phone to your head and the Wi-Fi signal will do a CT scan on your brain and I will highlight it and notify your doctor. So now you'll have an AI that can diagnose medical conditions better than a human doctor. Which and, is a mobile MRI. Right, right. And at that point, you, you know... So, okay, we were talking about population density. So, are you only going to need to go to them for surgery? Yes. <laughs> until, yeah, well, until we have, like, an auto-doc, you know, where it's auto just doc, a, a yeah. robot arm that will laser you open, it's dope you up. And... It's as convenient as the local library, because you don't need them often. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'd check a book out, but I don't want to buy it. Yeah, you go and you pop in there, <laughs> and then, you know. Um, uh, but, so, also... The, the auto doc would do buy it would do a scan on your face and your fingerprints and then be like your diseases right well your disease is treated but we know you had a warrant for your arrest so we're gonna keep you strapped in the chair until the cops come <laughs> gotcha uh, they're gonna hustle you for about eighteen hundred bucks or three months right <laughs> uh, but so we were talking about population density and pollution say like Beijing or anywhere any any major city really. Um, and AIs and the technological advancement in theory will lead to, uh, uh, dispersing populations out of these population centers. What when if it doesn't can... though? What if it just makes a bunch of vertical farms and just, just like, here you go, dudes, <laughs> just like makes 50 mile round, 50 story tall, just... <sighs> Well, delivery trucks well because you still have all these problems with with population density like just moving people around um what was i seeing the other day it's like uh a car is only driven like five percent of the time the other like 95 percent of the time it's sitting waiting for you to come back now I almost, I had an idea i don't think anybody would be comfortable with it but call so it like cat. the call it the uber it's like I just park my car. I'll rent my car to someone else so long as they bring it back. Yeah. And I'm very uncomfortable with that, but how else do you get use out of all the cars 
when they just sit there waiting for you to come back to them. Tesla has an option for that, I believe. Yeah? Yeah. They've got all sorts of cool shit, but they're a first-gen car maker. I've heard, like, really, really awesome, inspiring things, and I've also heard that some of the door hinges bullshit was just looked over because they're... They're not a, they're not thirty-five-year-old right. They're company. not a car they're... manufacturer per se. They're Man. a cutting-edge battery technology company that happens to make a drive system for a vehicle. Right. They do badass things. Right. It doesn't and have the best steering of, wheel, you know. <laughs> and of the most badass things on the planet, they are some. So, that being said, it was a it was an adventure. Because we didn't have a supply of electric cars on the road yet, so thank you. Right, we have electric that, cars now. Yeah, yes. well they, well they did something interesting that um, I remember Google basically did that. Like Google created Android yeah. by launching the first like Google phone, and they were like, okay, we're getting into the smartphone market. We're gonna make a smartphone. It's gonna run Android and force the market open for Android. So then other manufacturers started making Android phones, and it all goes back to the first investment. So if Tesla goes, we're making an electric car, and we're just going to fucking brute force it and create it, and then that technology becomes more cost-effective and, uh, and opens that up to, com- to competition brute force gets the ball rolling and then we start moving down that avenue and at the very least again that particulate pollution thing cities should have i'm not saying enforced but ideally the cities should just have nothing but electric cars driving around and you take the pollution you put it somewhere where the people aren't why don't we just have a bunch of electric air scrubbers well there you go man I think that people would be able to collect so much shit out of the air that they'd be able to pay for shit. I mean, what if it paid for a couple of meals? Like, not just in its power. Like, what if you're collecting gold out of the air? You're one of the first 600 residents within a mile to do this, and it's just like sucking shit out of the is air. There, is there everything gold? in electricity with the air? Like, it's sort of centralized, but it also tries to even itself out. So you'll find more things if you're collecting something right in the same spot is there gold in the air is gold atomized in the atmosphere when we get hit with the solar flare Mm. there is gold when we get hit with the corona hole there is gold so during daylight there's gold so during the day there's gold in the air it's being flung at us from the sun yes so the sun is hitting us with waves of gold particles. I've never heard that before in my life. I hope it's not, that that's true. It's not at uh, all times. Okay, because it has different deposits in the sun. I'm assuming there's gold in the sun. There's gold created from the fusion, fusion yes. that is happening when the sun erupts. And also when the sun is just in normal state. It's 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 a fusing things so you can't say that one thing isn't happening because another fraction of a second or just a millimeter away it happened so it's happening (laughs) right like where on the sun is gold is like well the haystack is made of needles dude 
<laughs> right. Which prick are you trying to point out? Right. You're gonna find them all. Mm-hmm. So um, and and what you threw something out when we were talking the other day of uh, how much gold is in a space shuttle? Ninety four pounds of gold. Ninety four pounds of gold in a space shuttle, and you there's no real there's no real way around that. You have to. We gold is the best conductor for electronics. It basically it's the most stable. It doesn't corrode. It does let electricity flow the most free for the cost that we know of at the moment. Um, so any country also, that wants to build a, an orbital launch platform will have to have at least 94 pounds of gold. The space shuttle has been way outdated. Sure. That was just okay. the biggest uh, craft that we've ever made that required gold. Right. So I looked that one up and... 94 pounds, cool, it's a fucking space shuttle. It's <laughs> cool, so they use that for radiation dampening, and they made Shielding, thin sheets, because yeah, yeah, you yeah. can make it one atom thick and not see through it. You just, bam, you make another sheet, put some foam behind it, blam, put another sheet. You could do that a thousand times and be less than an inch. Hmm. And it's only less than an ounce of gold. Hmm. But you got a whole square foot that will be able to take, like, Lots of cosmic rays cosmic, so that our yeah. astronauts don't get eaten right. alive by radiation. And it, it it's not just radiation. It's just <laughs> gold. What happens when you have gold coming at you that you don't have a whole atmosphere of 13 pounds and a half per square inch protecting you? Right. Like gold has probably hit every planet. Every I mean, not every planet. Yes, too. But it's probably hit every single human being and we've survived it. Sure. That's only one atom of gold. Right. But, but we have an atmosphere blocking it and shifting it and all of slowing the it down. All the electricity, it's slowing it down. Mm. It's slowing it down like it's, <laughs> it's so funny. You mean the magnetosphere of the Earth slows it down? Just the particle density of it having to absorb back, it might, it might not survive the whole trip. But mm. the idea is we do get hit with all of these things at all times. But our bow shock that our magnetosphere gives us has a small little indent because the sun does hit us so hard. It pushes it. And it has to push because there is a wave of particles coming at us. Right. At around 350 kilometers a second. If you you know he's he's making a thing with his hands. If you've seen the pictures of the Earth's magnetosphere, it's kind of like two lobes. With the tail, that it the the sunward side is smaller than the side that's away from the sun because the sun's uh, well, it's pushing at us in a three dimensional phase. Think of water trying to swoosh through it. You feel it on the top. You feel it on the bottom. You feel it in your middle section. Right. But you can't go anywhere unless your middle section goes anywhere. So at your end, you have more of a tail that's already gone. Because right. it well, it's have it's to go like forward. the tail of a comet. It's yes. a comet's tail points away from the largest, uh, the largest star. Well, near it, Earth Earth is sort of a comet without a tail. We we're not losing atmosphere. <laughs> that's true. That's that's, that's the true. idea. We have enough gravity to keep yeah. our atmosphere so that we're not a comet. Because otherwise, yes. we could be just in a circle losing atmosphere, and it look like we're a, a lifeless rock that spews some ice particles out of it. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. So we happen to have enough gravity so that we're not a comet. Right. And we have a stable warming and <laughs> cooling cycle from our ro- our orbit and rotation are close to the sun and constant in that 
you know, allows so that, us to have an atmosphere. So that we're everything. not losing our <laughs> gravity-held sure. atmosphere. Hey, don't we feel special? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. We're, it's pretty cool. We're I'd on like a it cool to, comet. <laughs> I'd like it to stay this way. Uh, so, so okay, is that what you're? Because you were up in the mountains in Oregon, central, southern. I was uh, near Grant's Pass. It was Merlin, Oregon, and we did some adventuring uh, up by St. Peter Mountain. We looked at a property that had a whole bunch of timber, and there was a timber forester dude who made a cabin up there when he (laughs) married his wife, and he pretty much went up there about 16 times in the last 20 years, and it's just been degraded, so you'd have to take the thing down, the, the house down, that was part of the sale, but there was enough timber on it to just log it and then cashed out and then have a big, huge area where you'd have moved all your material so that you could do the mine thing. Mm-hmm. So is that what, but is that what got you into wanting to prospect for, for gold or my brother just, Dennis? Yeah. My brother Dennis got me the gold fever. Yeah. We, we did a little bit of dredging down in, well, little Applegate river and that was a great experience i had it was cold water had wetsuits on he had a wetsuit on i had we were using a five inch dredge and it was at the the shady part of a valley so it's all just like stanky and moldy and just it was nice it was comfortable it was like uh august and stuff so it was temperature fine but it was just in the shade the whole day but we went down with our five inch dredge and I found a $60 little 0.59 gram little Nugget. blinker, which was worth about 60 bucks. That would have paid for gas that day. So hmm. I got the gold fever and haven't found as much since. Yeah. But it's about the adventure and having mm-hmm. a reason to go out and look for a special rock, a special way. And, you know, that has led me to finding a bunch of four-leaf clovers, too. Because I, when I sure. find a four-leaf clover patch, I mean... I found over 200, yeah. and I found one five-leaf clover, too. That one looks like a star instead of a box. The four-leaf clover makes the inside thing look like a little box or yeah. a butterfly, maybe. Mm-hmm. If you got the eye, you can see that they're not a triangle like from afar, like mm. from my, my height. <laughs> right. I've caught 200 of them. So the idea is that you can, in theory, pull wealth out of the ground if you know where to look like that's still a thing that is that there's still a thing people do aside from you know discovery channel reality shows about gold prospectors like (laughs) people go out and they try to find precious stones semi-precious stones maybe silver gold all of those things yeah uh members of my family have been doing prospecting and you're allowed to go just you can go find things and like if you want to prospect and have an idea that you want to mine, you have to go find something. You don't just go out and say, this claim is mine without done doing any work. Yeah. There's... You have to have found reason and minerals right. on the property to have right. claimed it as your property. Right. And there are well, that's what a lot of people who go into geology and chemistry end up doing is they do, uh, they, they work with like oil companies and identify by known mechanisms that you know i'm 
I'm just some degenerate. I don't know what the science is, or I'd do it. Uh, but reading rocks and right gas <laughs> ma- gas spectrometers of different soil samples, and you go, yes, there's more likely to be oil over here. Do they do the same thing with gold then? Or you you're looking at the the topography of the land where water sources are, and you like you were saying, gold is dense, right? It's super dense. So it's... it has a behavior in. In, water. in nature, it follows certain patterns, and you find that you look for the pattern, you're going to find a little bit of gold, and you'll probably find more gold. Yeah. Gold, right. gold when it's already moving in water, will have a certain pattern, and then trying to find hard rocks totally different. That's where you're talking about how many cubic yards you're moving a day. You just got to sift through it all. Uh, no, you'll have definite uh, good chunks, and you'll have a lot of extra uh, just garbage you might actually like run it or you might crush it or you might put it in another spot of your cave Hmm. or open pit mining that's my idea and then you make a little city on top of it why not like it's stable as fuck now it's all bedrock (laughs) may not want to be at the bottom part of it if it's uh gonna be raining but maybe you should just have it slope downwards towards the the water supply just carve it out and then you don't have to worry about spelunkers that are gonna get hurt by fucking going into a 700 foot drop (laughs) okay what what oh it only goes a mile and a half but there's like three big tunnels just like just big old boxes that were cut out. So you're talking about digging. You're talking about digging underground that way, or just That's do it, it open pit from the surface down? Because I like the surface down so yeah, much better. Yeah, tunnels are creepy and terrifying. See, that's not just a tunnel though. That's an underground box. That's a void. Yeah, that's dangerous for there a are, lot of reasons. There are probably bats, and that's fine. But there are probably all sorts of dead things at the bottom of that little fall. Well, and that's where creepers spawn, too. Creepers will spawn in a big black box underground. They'll, uh, yeah, they will they might not even spawn until you're almost at the bottom, too. <laughs> and there will be like six of them. <laughs> and only one archer. And here you are trying to find your music CDs by having a charged creeper get hit. <laughs> Minecraft joke, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Minecraft joke. Uh, Still haven't found a llama though. There's llamas now. Or a parrot. Yeah. Well. <sighs> Man, we rampaged for like almost forty minutes so far. I enjoy it. Yeah, I've been doing Minecraft for like three years now, man. Yeah. I've got some pretty cool spots, and I made villager like uh, uh, each time I've done two worlds. I made. A treehouse one for my villagers mm-hmm. as just like a secondary spot to keep some of them and i had the next one i made a whole diamond block tower that's just all the way tall i'm like mm, yes this is what i needed i don't know minecraft was always it always became more of a battle of survival for me it's always just don't die just don't die and then you go deep underground and you dig up fun stuff and you bring it back up and then of course, trying to find the point of Minecraft is kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like life. 
It's you're staring, like, staring at a wall. Here's and, all the things, and you can do whatever you want. There's apparently an actual goal to Minecraft. Like, you make a beacon or something, and then there's, like, a dragon. I've done all of those things. You can, like, I actually haven't killed a wither on either of those worlds, though, so I don't you have can, beacons. You can, like, beat the game, quote-unquote, but that's not necessarily the point of the game. The point of the game is to build a farm and feed yourself and defend the villagers from monsters and, you know, make your own adventure. Well, it's also a collection, and you can make a calculator on it. You can make a calculator out of... Redstone. Yeah, so this is a thing I, I haven't really done. I did a thing where I think I got a lever to light up a red block. Yep. And I was like, well, that's a light switch. But people do crazy shit in Minecraft where they have, like, water pouring in things, and then that trips levers, and they make, like, computers in Minecraft, and then that's, like, too meta to... See, wrap my head around see i enjoy watching the the youtube of minecraft and people playing minecraft even and so. doing their crazy stuff and well recreating some of the things that they built and retrofitting them into mine and then scaling it up to whatever i feel mm -hmm. i made some sugarcane farms because i wanted to trade a bunch of paper to villagers so i could get my diamond armor without if i having to use my diamonds yes so i just made a big old paper farm and it would stack me up three double chests and i'm like cool all i had to do was be on my rail all the way back to my main base. Hmm. Just stop by every three or five days and go get like a couple diamond block stacks. Mm -hmm. So I figured that out. <laughs> I'm like, okay, which villager trade gives me the good buy? And then I'll just do a book from there. Sure. Like, <laughs> that's easy shit. <laughs> so. I was walking around with a couple double chests worth of backups of the diamond armor and then the diamond helmet and then the diamond pickaxe. If, if, if you've never played Minecraft, diamond's really goddamn hard to find. <sighs> if you have a fortune three pick and a spawn of like four of them, you're lucky to get 12 or 13. I've seen 17, I think, but you might get like four. <laughs> well so so anyways um i don't know maybe we'll try to cap off at about an hour i don't know uh so good. if we're so you're you're up in the mountains doing prospecting for a few years anyway i have done that on occasion i did that three summers in a row with thor and we did dredging over on the umqua river just dude i like i got to see the bass they would come up to me when I was at the six and a half inch nozzle. And it's just moving rocks back there. It's just vacuuming. But bass would come up in their little schools during the day because I'm out there during the day because it's nice out. They're Good just reason like to play with the water. Like <laughs> They're going to go after all the little worms that I earth up. Mm -hmm. Unearth, rather. And I'm trying to get the bedrock exposed with this dredge. And rocks are sort of falling down towards it and they're going back 30 feet and making another pile but the bass loved it and you know what i got to find some gold not enough to pay for gas but i did find a bunch of lead sinkers which means that i was on the path of where the heavies were mm. so where that river was actually following i was right where it was depositing heavies so i was cleaning lead out of it Mm -hmm. And I was using less gas than a jet ski. Hmm. Tell me that I'm actually polluting the fucking the river. <laughs> and and uh, Oregon wants to get rid of paddleboarding and charge you for that. <laughs> oh my god, paddleboarding. 
They don't make you, you have a recreational license for that thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. Um, there's this interesting thing, and I mean, maybe I don't want to talk about politics necessarily, but we'll we'll go till we're done. Uh, yeah. There's some old stupid shit here in King, good old King County. That's the you know sort of metro Seattle area. They decided that gun violence was caused by there being gun stores having affordable ammunition. So they passed like a bullet tax that you have to pay like per round of ammunition that you're buying. So all the gun stores just moved a few miles down the road out of King County. And this isn't really going to solve the gang or crime, you know, gun violence in the city at all. People who want to get bullets and kill somebody are just going to drive a couple more miles and get tax free ammunition outside on, the county on the cheap. Yeah, and so, <laughs> and so, and and the thing is, is of course this, the, and this county and this state, you know, with the Bertha Tunnel, like two years overdue and billions over budget, and then they want to put a tax on ammunition. I'm assuming in an attempt to try to raise revenue to pay for the tunnel debacle. This is the thing that people look at states like Oregon or Washington and they or California and they laugh at, us. And they laugh at it. It's just ridiculous. And you yeah. look at like paddle boarding. You want to you, you need a special license to paddle a boat, a little board down a river. Are you kidding? Or... Are you polluting or are you actually doing some recreating? Would they charge you for walking inside of a park? Yeah, right. Okay. Will they charge you for swimming in the river? Can Will I bring they... my backpack? Right. Can I can I bring a big log down and float on the driftwood down Freely? the river? Is that like is that do I need a license for that? Do I have to drop it off at a lumber mill? Yeah. I mean what the <laughs> It's like it's like people start with a thought, and the thought might be good, but the actual execution doesn't pan out the way that they thought. It goes awry. The nanny state is going awry. Oh, and by the way, uh, the ammunition tax thing. I'm pretty sure I can order ammunition over the internet, and it's not taxed according to the county tax rule. So your your little bullet tax is stupid and just meant to drive the gun dealers out and. You know what? They're 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 gonna stay in business because we like guns. Anyways, um, this is uh, it's weird being in a deep blue state where I'm I'm seeing through liberal nonsense the last like two years or so. Yeah. And you go look. On the one hand, I love you guys. You're you've got this like hippie thing where you want everything to be peace and love, and that's great. Uh, but then there's this hard reality underneath all of it where you live in civilization. We, you're, you're passing rules based on what's going on in cities and things, not based on what's actually happening outside of your city. Outside of your scope, scope of your reality. Yeah, basically. Like, if and you don't go to a farm, you don't fucking tell a farmer exactly how to milk the cow. Yeah. Because milking a cow is done a thousand ways, and you're telling him not how to do it one of the ways is retarded. Right. Well, that's inhumane, and we shouldn't do that. And you're like, yeah, we've kind of enslaved these animals for like a couple thousand years, so I appreciate that you care about the cow, but the cow probably eats better than some humans, so <laughs> the cow. I have a reason for the cow to live. There's no reason for you to live. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's on your accord for you to take care of. I'll All find right. someone else to buy my cheese, homie. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that would be the worst cashier ever. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you bought this cheese. This is not okay for the planet. It's I can't believe that slave that's cheese? the one kind of thing that I despise. <laughs> Man, I don't know. It's been weird, but... I mean, you know, Jerry and I fucking growing up, we grew up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Look it up. It's a pretty place. Uh, Very pretty. We, I mean, you talk about going from being a child to being an adult and being an adult in the modern world where everything is just crazy. I mean, generations before us never, I guess they dealt with the Cold War and stuff, but they didn't deal with nuclear weapons or or deal with like 9-11 terrorism uh you know the all the all the potential things that we're facing and dealing with like the population problems maybe the food itself is killing us like they didn't deal with these problems and Mm -hmm. this is part of where i'm getting a little flippant sometimes and not wanting to listen to older people a little bit i'm like you're you're dying you're gone we're here we kind of figured this stuff out and we were about 20 when we did that and it's been 14 years now like yeah our generation sort of figured out that the older generations of you shouldn't do this shouldn't do that well no we're we're the video game generation and we're gonna do this and do that and things that you didn't even have ideas of yeah well and that's where the technology sort of starts to bootstrap right like uh you 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 couldn't have had an uber before you had the smartphone. No. Nope. Because you wouldn't be able to... I guess you could have gone to a pay phone and called a thing, and then they would have called the giant mobile phone in the car and told the driver to go to an address he wouldn't have been able to find because... There's no Google Maps. Because he just moved here from Somalia. <laughs> like, That's you, real. And you... So the these things start to compound on each other, and like you were saying, they have a little uh, a heart or a body scanner thing that you can... Yeah. plug your phone in and mri scan your own brain yeah what happens when it's not a blood drip you just put your finger on it for a second and it reads the little fingerprint right i mean you got the thing that reads your heart rate through the camera yeah and like it's we i mean i feel like we're handling it in a certain sense i feel like people are harnessing these things but it's uh how are you wielding your weapons? Yeah, that's, that's right. That's what it is nowadays because it's what you do with your time. Your time is also your weapon. Right. So, which you should go back and listen and listen to my episode about time math to find out why you're a lazy, unproductive slob. <laughs> uh, I mean, you probably are. If you're listening to me, you're probably not busy. So, uh, not busy. Come on, you gotta uh, invest time somehow. That's true. That's true. I keyed. I keyed. Uh, media portal but so what's the idea with going back to Coeur d'Alene now if you're done with the mountains of Oregon I want to start a little apprenticeship over at a video game testing spot again mm. I want to tell them I'll sign their NDA and show it for three weeks mm-hmm. here we go let's find out so start start an internship thing or I've already done it for <clears throat> three different game companies yeah i've proven competency and had good reviews so i just need to see what operating system you happen to be fluent with and just like whatever bug data calibration like website you guys use for sure databasing yeah like okay we can break shit from here <laughs> that's right. what they want yeah 
I don't know, I think about doing, like, manual testing and stuff on things like games, and I'm just like, ugh. The, the, That's the, not good. The psychological effect of repeating the same thing over and over again, uh, it's it's very damaging. <laughs> the, only, the only upside is that you know you helped refine a product. Like, the I worked yeah. on the Samsung uh, S-Voice, the Siri for samsung and it was really bad at first it didn't understand like i would do a british accent into it and it would understand better than when i just talk normal and it was like what the hell is going on (laughs) see that's that's part of the issue too is a lot of the older people uh they didn't understand the machine voice understanding you have to enunciate you have to be clear Sometimes you need spaces in between words. Right. Well, like you I'd, can still have a good rhythm, but if you're right. jammering it all together, well, that's what I told. That's what I told them is, I have to be able to babble drunk into this phone to order a taxi, or I'm never going to use this. Uh, yeah. I have to be able to go give me a taxi to my location, yeah. and have it understand, or I have no use for this. Like there's yeah, that's the test, right? Because if you want, <laughs> please Google uh, the planet Neptune. Google plan tune. No, the planet Neptune. Google plan net. I could have typed it three times by now, you know. <laughs> and that's software, and that's a company trying to make the software, and they have to do the manual testing. But if they don't listen to their manual testers, then their product doesn't improve. Yes. And and you know, fuck them, let them fail. But yeah. it's Samsung. <laughs> fuck them, let them fail. It's, They're not gonna fail. It's but... it's Samsung. Yeah. They're not gonna fail. Yeah. But uh, I hear you. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> so speaking of Samsung, though, I think we're gonna see one Korea. I think I, that would be cool. I think Korea is gonna reunite. We uh, if we keep putting pressure on Korea, and here's the other thing that happens. So, uh, we freed up coal production in America. Okay, this is what just happened in the last couple months. We freed up coal production in in the states, dropped the price point for American coal. China is now going to be buying coal from us instead of North Korea. They turned back North Korean ships full of coal okay. and said, go home. We're not taking your coal anymore. Okay. So now China has no economic on... investment to, to back Korea, North Korea okay. at all. Okay. So now North Korea is on its own. That's pretty big. And if North Korea is on its own, there could be ways and means to decapitate the Hydra and... Yeah. Yeah liberate 26 million people who are living in a giant prison country and through a, through a process it's going to be you can't just open those gates that would be a disaster you no. but start to reunite north and south korea into just korea and yeah that could happen i think that that's very likely to happen within our with at least within our lifetime i think in the next few years it's going to it's going to begin I have hope for it. I mean, that's what the talks are right now. Is that's a part of the global consciousness? Like, what if, what if it just? At a know, certain point, I think people are tired of everything being terrifying. Yeah. They go, I'm tired of everything being scary all the fucking time. Just sick of it. Need some peace. Peace yeah. of mind. It helps. But spreading it. <sighs> Man. 
Well, yeah, I guess let's let's wrap it up here unless you got something else. I got a bunch of unedited shitty videos on my Rockstar 490 channel. There you go. <laughs> Check out Jerry. Um, is it you talking or are you just editing clips together from other stuff? Um, it's just video game screenshot recordings and it's me oh, okay. sometimes going around. Like there are some action shots where I'm talking about things, but they're not cut. They're not edited. They're just, just raw, raw clips. And sure. That's what I cared to put up and I thought they were cool. So that's why I put them there. All right. Well, <laughs> rockstar 490 on YouTube. And of course, uh, well, I guess that's it. Uh, there's Jeremiah Shannon, uh, crazy mountain man coming down out of the mountains to begin manual testing in the game industry because sometimes you dig for gold and sometimes you work in tech. Uh, digging for smaller pieces of gold. Yeah, right. <laughs> smaller pieces of gold that you dig out of a office environment rather than a river. Yes. Uh, so yeah, first interview for the Kyle Style podcast. Uh, head over to redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash Kyle Style Design. Get some of my original artwork on hats and mugs and shirts and all that good stuff. Uh, or head over to the GoFundMe page. Throw me a couple of dollars. Uh, what? Oh yeah, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Send me some feedback. Let me know if you think that we're insane, if Jerry's insane. I mean, I be. know I'm not insane. I might be, though. He might be. He, but he, I might be just as insane as I need to be. That's true. Crazy like a fox, right? Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks. Bye. Bye.